Well, hello there, listener. My name is Matthew Renfro, host of The Fro Show, and you're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's your good pal, Steve-O, from the 4i Radio Network. I'm here to talk to you about a wonderful designer we all know, uh, Revenge Lover. Illustrates and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. And just do yourself a favor and tell them Steve-O sent you. I know it really doesn't count for anything, but, I mean, come on. Who's gonna, who are you going to trust? You going to trust somebody else? No, you're going to trust me, Steve-O. Because, face it, I'm awesome. Hey, 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 it's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, Extra Episode 7, G-Fest 2015, Noboru Keniko, a.k.a. Gal Red panel, and Masaki Tezuka panel highlights, recorded on July 11th, 2015. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to range up with your host... I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieMe47. This extra episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. This past weekend, I attended G-Fest 22. G-Fest is a family-oriented convention which caters to a wide variety of interests within the kaiju genre. It is the largest regular gathering of Godzilla and Japanese monster fans in the world. Held every summer, it typically attracts more than a thousand attendees and has seen a gradual increase in attendance over the past few years. In this episode, we present Noboru Kaneko's panel in its entirety. Noboru-san played the character of Kakaru, who transformed into Blazing Lion, Gal Red, leader of the Gal Rangers. Gal Ranger was Toei Company's 25th production of the Super Sentai series, which aired in 2001. It celebrated the 25th anniversary of the franchise. For Godzilla fans, Noboru-san is best known for his role as lead scientist Yoshito Chujo in Godzilla Tokyo SOS. Speaking of Tokyo SOS, at the end of Noboru's panel, we are including panel highlights from famed director Masaki Tezuka, who was the director for the Godzilla Millennium series of movies, which include Godzilla vs. Megaguirus, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, and Godzilla Tokyo SOS. Enjoy the show. Good morning. Thank you all for coming, supporting G-Fest yeah. and supporting uh, guests from Japan. We have the star of Gal Ranger and Tokyo SOS, Mr. Noboru Kaneko. I'm going to 
be asking some questions, and then at the end, we'll take questions from you guys. So my first question is, uh, please explain to us how you uh, got into the of acting. So was this a career choice um, early on, or did you uh, do another kind of work and eventually get into that? Well, when I was in high school, I wanted to become a musician. And I found out I was no good at it. And as he was uh, doing music anyway, and he felt realized he wasn't good at it, he, he watched a lot of movies uh, that had um, music uh, themes in it. And he thought, wow, maybe I should learn how to act a little bit here because I can act like a, a rock star and I could probably <laughs> be in a movie at the same time. <laughs> で、まあ、しばらく大学を卒業して、え、その頃僕はもう田舎の町に住んでたので、あの、そういう経験ができなかったんですね。お芝居をする経験が。なので、東京にある会社を選んで、まず東京に行って、レッスンを受けてました。I
役者としてご飯が食べれるようになってガオレンジャーの1年半後に東京映像ですが決まった And having worked this hard to get where he got, finally got Gal Ranger and he was able to eat as an actor. Which <laughs> was good. And then a year and a half later, SOS came and saved him, SOS. <laughs> and that's where I am now. That's why I'm in front of you now. So, for the role of uh, uh, Gal Red in Gal Ranger, What was the audition process like? At the time,、uh, this was not,、uh, not popular, is the right word. It wasn't well known yet that what they were going to do. And so it, it took a long process to find the right people to get into this. And he had an audition from 1 to 7 p.m. There were a thousand people they had to get through that time. And so there were a lot of、uh, additions, but it would, it would go backwards. There'd be a thousand people there when it first started, and then there'd be 750, 500, 250, then they finally got to the last audition. This would be the last audition. There were about 100 people left. And when there's 100 people left, they took 10 people at a time, put them in a small room, and they would make 10 people、uh, do a little. And so they went from 100 people and they started calling out names. And when it went to 70, he was still there. Went down to 50, he was still there. Went down to 30, he was still there. And they said 10 left, and he was still there. Okay,、um, I just wanted to verify that he is.、Um, 
and it got down to 10 people and he was still one of the last people in it and he had wanted to become common writer and he thought the audition was for common writer and one of his friends had told me one of his friends had told me he said well hey what what did you, what happened with the common writer I said well this is the last audition and i got this part he said oh i thought this was the last audition no this is for a gal ranger what and it, he had and it, the part was supposed to be for a bad uh, a bad guy and he it had his uh, he had a beard, his hair was all out like this and stuff, and so he says, oh, this isn't good. あの、ま、オーディション受けてその順位までのこりましたね。で、だからもう俺僕はもうそんな風貌だし、これはもうダメだと。今回は諦めようと。もう冷静にこうやって落ち着いて、何の残プレッシャーで、あの、僕が勝
、えー、僕たちがプロデューサーにこれ電話して映画をやりたいっていう,いう話をして映画もガレンダーの映画もできたしあと後楽園っていうショーをするところヒーローショーをするところもあのもうできる限り僕たち行きたいんで、えー、撮影の合間を縫って行ける隙があれ,あれば行かせてくださいというお話をしてもう1年間。Uh, during the first year, it was a very busy every day, and、uh, some of the people he was working with they said, Man, we need to make a movie. And so they talked to the producers and they were able to make a movie. And in times that they finally did have days off or even hours off、uh, during the day, they wanted to find a way to do their sh- shows where they were able to show off their abilities.、And、so they had the shows, they had the movie, and they still had the, the shoots, and so they were very busy, but it was a lot of fun. The, the whole year was red to me. <laughs> so, the Sentai series not only have a, a drama cast and drama director, but they also have an action director and an action cast. Now, what, was the,、uh, what was the interaction like for you as a,、uh, a leading cast, also working with the action side? <laughs> ガオレンジャーをやる前に舞台で僕はそのアクション系の舞台をやってたのでそこでまずレッスン基礎ができてましたで、uh, One thing that was really in my favor is that、uh, before we even started doing this I, as an actor I was already taking lessons for action and so I was already ready for this part で実際現場にガオレンジャーの現場に行って、えー、まあ難しいこともあったけど僕たちは割と強いキャラクターなのでやられることがあんまりなかったんですねだからやられる人が僕が軽くパンチやっても10メートルぐらいで飛んでくれるからすごくあ,のあまりそんなあの難しいはなかったです Okay. And during the shoot as well,、uh, because they were the heroes, there was not a lot of going out and getting beaten up. And so you would really hit something really lightly and it would still go 10 meters in that direction. So you really had no big problems. Says, I thank all those that let me beat them up. <laughs> Then, in,、uh, about four years ago,、uh, I came back、uh, as the character from Gal Red. Uh, the character from Gal Ranger in the series Go Kaiju.、Uh, please explain、uh, how that、uh, guest appearance Go Kaiju の前に違う戦隊シリーズで一回オファーがあったんですけどそれはまた違う役だったんですねで僕はもう一度戦隊シリーズでガオレットとして出てるのでそれにまた違う役で出るとガオレットファンは悲しむんじゃないかと思ってそれはことお断りしたんですけど、豪快者はガオレット役で出てくれっていうオファーがあったので、出ました。Uh, there were, I had other talks, people asking me to be in a different、uh, ranger type of things, but because it was Gal Red, they wanted him to play a different part in this other series. And he said, well, the, fa- the fans of Gal Red may not like that, so he turned it down. And then, but when this came, they wanted him to play Gal Red as himself, and so of course he came and he, and he loved it.、Though. So going back to、uh, finish Gal Ranger, and a few years later, the opportunity came up for Godzilla Tokyo SOS. What was that process like to get that role, the audition process? The Orange Hour was the first one in the SOS. The SOS was the first one in the SOS. The SOS was the first one in the 
どえらいことになりますよっていうことをなんかボソボソっていう言ってたのをすごく記憶にあって NG は絶対出さないようにしようっていうふうに思ってました。And, and when they were making SOS, they, it was still the analog so they had a lot of film there. And so the first thing when they said camera, we're going to have a camera test today, went in there and said, wow, look at the size of that camera. That was the first thing. And then、uh, because they used 35 millimeter film,、um, as you're sitting there waiting to be tested for the camera, you can hear over here some people talking. He says, you know how much film it, it costs, especially if you, you screw up on a scene or something like that? <laughs> As soon as they're starting to sweat, like, man, I can't screw up, I can't screw up, I can't screw up. The Yuma, so you Yuga, Armano, Nanismo, Yate, Iza, Satsay, Hai, Yak, Sankagetskan, Wah, Yak Sankagetskan, Wah, Nisu, you to, Hontoni, Nanajunichiwa, Stadio, to, Rocket. I just I wanted to ask the whole thing.、Um, it took, about, it, it took、uh, approximately three months to, to film the whole thing. And the process before that, with the fitting and with the camera、uh, tests and everything else, it took about a month to do it all. The, the camera setting, putting everything together, and then three months total to film the whole thing. If you look at the movie itself, you can see there are a lot of scenes that I'm not in. And, but even though that's the case, it took about two and a half months for me to film all of it. Because even for a, a two second、uh, part or scene or something, it took a half day to do sometimes. And so,、uh, even though it's just,、uh, I'm not in all the scenes, it took two and a half months for my part to be filmed. For example,、um, one of the scenes that was really a very short scene but took a long time to do was when, and he'd like you to go and, and see the movie again after you've heard about this, is when he's, he's inside of Kiryu and、um, they're flying in the sky and he, it's about to drop him out of there. 
and um, it's it just it's only a very short scene, but it took a whole and it took a whole half day to film those two seconds. It was a half. So.あの、なんか体のこの辺にギブスみたいなのを作って、で、そのギブスに棒が差し込めるようになってる。で、地面にその棒を立てて、大人たち4人ぐらいが僕をこう抱えて、その棒に突き刺すんです。だから僕はもう
so I actually worked with uh, Mr. Hiroshi Koizumi, uh, who recently passed away. He's um, a co-host star from the Showa era. Uh, many, everybody here knows who he is. Uh, what was it like working with Mr. Koizumi? What can you tell these fans about? えっと、もちろん僕はもう映画をご自身の作品をまあ、ほぼ全部見てて、もちろん小泉さんももちろんあれですけども、見て。そして、え、そのことを知らないであろうと思った僕が小泉さんのことを知らないんじゃないかと思
はい、で今日ねその質問もあるかと思って一番最初に劇場に見に行った映画は何だろうな何だったかな、まあ、日本だとゴジラが普通にテレビでも流れてたりするんです過去の作品がだからどの作品が最初に映画劇場に見に行ってたかなって振り返って今日ね携帯でいろいろこうやって調べてたらバーサスキングギートラでした He,、uh, he found that question.、Uh, first of all, Godzilla is the biggest、um, influence on him, and it's what he got scared of and really hard on him and stuff like that. And he thought that the question today would come what was your favorite Godzilla movie that he saw? And he looked back and he couldn't really remember what he was, and then we realized the first one he probably actually did get to see, because a lot of the old movies were already on TV as well. first one he actually did get to see in a movie theater was Godzilla vs. King Ghidra.
when I was before I even got any of these uh, jobs, when I was uh, becoming a, a star, was getting work. Now um, I did a part-time job, and I had to take a lot of auditions. I kept doing auditions. I kept doing auditions, and even now, even though I can make a living right now in doing this, I'm worried, or I'm wondering when. Uh, the time when I'll go back to doing a part-time job and have to do a lot of auditions again. So there's that, that little bit of scariness there, a little bit of worry that maybe I may be thrown back into that era, and that's why I'm working my butt off not to be there. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> So one of the things I noticed in uh, Gal Ranger, uh, maybe it's a little minuscule, but uh, in the very first episode you had very short hair, and then towards the end your hair grew almost as long as mine, really. Uh, I was wondering, was that your decision? Was that somebody else's decision? Why was it that your hair started to grow out through the series? で、撮影始まる前に髪を切った方がいいんじゃないかって言われて髪をショートヘアにしたんですけど、撮影がまあ毎日あるもんだから髪切りに行く暇がなくてどんどんどんどん伸びてきました。Uh You, you can see he's been there since. <laughs> uh, my question for you is, are there any film directors that you've always wanted to work with? Like, maybe in the future sometimes, someone you really idolize that you really like to work with? Yes, Tezuka, I'd like to do something else with him again. And if it all possible, I'd love to be a Godzilla movie. Hello? Hello. I have a question. What are your thoughts on uh, Rodan, Mothra, and Ghidorah appearing in the Godzilla 2018 sequel? Um, キャラクターの、あの、面白みがあるので、え、その一つ一つの怪獣の面白さが出ればいい映画になるんじゃないかと思います。あの、いっぱいね、数えて分かりにくい映画になっちゃうと見てる方も混乱しちゃうんですけど
So when Tony made Gal Ranger versus Super Sentai for the 25th anniversary, um, how did you feel when you saw every Red Ranger from every previous Sentai team standing together? <laughs> I, I looked at all of them and I said, I want to be the one to stick out the most. <laughs> With Tokyo SOS and Gal Ranger being so serious and filled with action, how was your experience working on the film from Artie High School, which is more of a comedy? うーん、どういう気持ちでと、どちらかというとやりたい人です。コメディ、はい。で、あの楽しいのも好きだし、かっこいいのも好きなんですけど、え、僕はもうこれからあと今僕が今40歳で。uh, he really enjoyed it, and up to now he's done a lot of actions and things like that, but he's 40 years old now, and he says uh, anything, if it's a challenge to him, he would like to do it. And so comedy, uh, and of course action, anything that comes that he feels that will be working 50, 60, up to his 70s, and for now, anything's welcome. He'll take them all on if he can, and he'll do whatever he likes to do, yeah. I actually have another question. Um, as you see, all these people here, and uh, this uh, same kind of uh, event, we have these all over the United States, and it's fans who just love um, the characters from Japan, Godzilla, uh, Ultraman, Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, all the superheroes. Did you ever think working in these films and television programs that there was anything like this, that these characters were bridging um, different cultures and being embraced in other countries? Um, I never knew that there would be this many fans in a foreign country of Godzilla. It's his first time to America and to Chicago, and so he's got a lot of firsts for him, but uh, the fans here, he said, well, maybe the fans in America, they love Godzilla, Godzilla even more than the Japanese. He says, I'm Japanese and I've come all the way to Chicago, so I'm the foreigner here, but I feel like I'm at home with you people. I just want to say uh, thank you for being here to Chicago. We all welcome you. I wanted to know if you got a chance to see the Power Ranger counterpart to Gal Ranger, uh, Wild Force, and if you have seen that, what are your thoughts on that? Thank you. I have seen it. Uh, 
in, in my version, I was a uh, veterinarian. In their, this version, he's Tarzan. <笑>なんでかなと思ったんですね。なんでタザンなのかなと思ったら、僕は役の設定で獣医なんですが、動物の声が聞き取れるっていうのが特殊能力だったんです。で、タザンも多分動物と会話できるっていうので、タザンにし
So we'll get right down to business here. I would like to uh, just begin by, uh, I'll be asking a few questions and uh, getting some answers and then later on we'll open it up to questions from the audience. So uh, of course I'm going to start with the basic one and ask Hezekasan uh, how he got into the business and what inspired him to take the path, uh, the career path that he did. When I was seven years old, I went to see a kaiju movie. It's King Kong versus Godzilla. It was the first time that I saw Godzilla move on the screen, and I thought he was alive, and I really got excited about the whole thing. Uh, we waited uh, for two hours to get into the movie theater, and as we got in there, uh, it was packed, and there were lots of people standing up to watch the movie, and I was one of them, and it was just really packed. Like, you, could see, you could tell that something was going to happen. King Kong King Kong to me seems like more like a, a human, a big human moving around, and Godzilla is just very scary. <laughs> and the, the actors in them was really funny and and, and then uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah. I mean she was very beautiful. <laughs> And because it was packed, it was just the emotions. When it was a scary scene, everybody, ah! And when it was a funny scene, wow! Like the roof was just gonna blow off the top. <laughs> and being seven years old, you can understand how big the impact was. And at seven years old, they decided, I want to make a movie like that. That's why I'm here. Well, I, I had read that you were a fan, uh, and that shows in your movies that you make that you are a fan of the series. I didn't know that uh, it started with King Kong versus Godzilla, but I think we can all imagine the, the most attended of all the movies and how exciting it was to see Godzilla after seven years absence and to be a, a seven-year-old child at the time in that audience must have been very exciting. So, uh, but being a seven-year-old and deciding you want to make a monster movie requires a lot of steps. Were you really directed at that through your educational career? You never lost sight of that vision then? <laughs> Uh, yes, from seven years old, um, that's all he wanted to do. So he never lost it. Of course, there were little things he did uh, from seven on, but he never lost the dream of wanting to do that. There was only one place called the... Um, it's a 
Japan University is where the only place at the time that they could study movies. And they had a, a visual arts type of department there that took it. So uh, I imagine then your childhood consisted of waiting from one kaiju inga to the next one. Do you have uh, any particular favorites or highlights as you were growing up? Uh, it's, it's called Giant Monsters All Attack is the one that he, he likes the best. And so it's, it's the same director as uh, Gamera Police. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of was that. But uh, you you were an old man like me. We're the same age, you and I. So, yeah, same age. So when you uh, <laughs> when you uh, saw a DMP, you were you were no longer a child. Uh, what were some of the uh, amazing things you remember from your childhood uh, scenes in the movies that remain in your memory and that sort of thing? Exeji, uh, the uh, movie with uh, Kumi Mizuno, she he remembers her a lot, I, as we all probably would. <laughs> and after seeing that, uh, he really got excited about it and wanted her in his movie, and he got her in one of his movies. Yes. I was going to uh, come to that because I know how I would feel about it. You know, I saw Kumi Mizuno uh, up there, and uh, then I've seen pictures of you with her, and uh, you look very happy to be here. <laughs> Tell us how it was to meet these actors that you had seen as a child, uh, and then you became their director. Was that a strange feeling? He's holding my hand like I'm Kumi Mizuno. <laughs> And but he, he said the first word he came out of his mouth was Urishkata, which means I was very happy. <laughs> and um, having seen them on the, the big screen before and then coming in and then all of a sudden, you know, the, these idols that you've seen as a child and then them sitting in front of them and then you get to direct them. And so he tried to be very kind to her and he would hold her hand and direct her through it. Oh, such a tough job. <laughs> <laughs> I think we feel the same way when we meet these people we see seen on the screen, but we don't have to direct them, so it must have been a very uh, sort of tension-filled situation for you. He says, um, yeah, directing would be yeah, different than just being a fan, etc., but... Uh, he says it was a lot of fun because he did get to direct someone that he idolized before and he'd been thinking about Godzilla the whole way through and so he kind of knew what he was going to do. Okay, well, we're going to go a little bit back in time again. Uh, how did you, uh, you know, I mean, if directing a Godzilla movie was your goal, I think many people would like to do that, but how did you get into Tomo and convince them to let you be in that position? He, of course, uh, I think his, his timing was good. He had some luck, apparently, but he had been thinking about it his whole life. And he just says he's going to go for the movies. And he was, he was able to get in into the system, uh, met Kawakita, and they were able to do something together. And that's the big start for him. Um, 
were you uh, interested in being a director all the way through, or did you have an interest in the special effects, or did you want to be a suit actor <laughs> when you were a kid? I think a lot of us do. Odd. <laughs> Always direct. Director, director. <laughs> the Godzilla suits are very small. I could not get inside them. <laughs> um, but getting to the top is difficult, and so you did many other jobs at Toho first, and I understand that you were uh, involved in the production of Princess from the Moon in 1987. So could you tell us, was that your first tokusatsu type movie or? I Okay, uh, uh, Bye Bye Jupiter was his first tokusatsu uh, experience. Because that was 1983, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, he says the biggest problem with it was it wasn't any good. <laughs> it, it wasn't any good, but it's my favorite movie. Uh, of course, uh, because mostly because all the little items, little props that they were using there, and the helmet and the designs and everything, he did most of that. So that's why it's his favorite movie. So you were involved with the design work on that movie. Uh, were you? Did you have any part in the actual practical special effects or any of that? Kawagita uh, was a, a big wig at that time, and so no, he was making props doing that, but he had nothing uh, directly uh, to do with the special effects. I was 29 at the time, and they don't look at 29-year-olds to do directing. Well, no, not directing, but was he working directly under Mr. Kawakita? I assume that's where they got to know one another. Uh, no, um, he was in a different team, and so he really had no conversation with him at the time. No. So then how did the relationship between the two take place? Uh, it still was Bye Bye Jupiter. They were in different department, uh, teams, but um, they met and he says, you know, I really like Tokusatsu. I really like to get involved in this and they became friends. And uh, what was, can you give us your impression of Mr. Kawakita? What was he like as a boss and what his work methods? And... <laughs> he liked to drink a lot. <laughs> and, and he wouldn't listen to what anybody else said. He was a really bad director. Uh, not, not as a director, but in that sense. He was very strict in what he wanted to do, exactly. Even though they brought him uh, a scene that they wanted to take, uh, he says, this is what we want to do next. And he says, no, nah, I can't do that. No, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> so he looks at some of the things that they've been working on really hard, and he looks at it and says, you think this is interesting? You think this is any fun? Unbelievable. <laughs> And even though he and the, the team had decided which ones they were going to do, when they got down to actually shooting, he looked at it over again and says, this isn't any good. <laughs> even though they had decided to do it at the beginning. So as a uh, assistant director, he just said, unbelievable. Just kept looking at him, unbelievable. So we're talking about Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla with Mr. Okawara as the director, right? Yeah. And so by that time, that would be 
10 years after uh, Bye Bye Jupiter. And so you had developed a good knowledge of working with Kawakita San by then. Yeah, and so, yeah, because it had been a 10 year period, they got to know each other really well. And they, besides work, they would go out and drink a lot together. And even if they didn't want to, he'd say, you, come here, sit down, drink this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, but you were the, the assistant director on Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, so technically you were working under Mr. Okawara, right? So, so what parts of that movie were you responsible for? What were your duties on that film? <laughs> He was, he was kind of the middleman for both sides, for the, the actors and the acting part and the tokusatsu, because if they didn't mix well and they didn't add up to meet each other, then, then the whole thing would go crazy. So he's kind of the bridge between the both sides. So in, in the morning or afternoon, he would go into the staff room and see what was going on with the actors and what they're writing up and stuff. And after that, he'd go to the actual shoots and see what was going on. And every night, he'd be drinking again. <laughs> That was like a tough work schedule. <laughs> um, so all this time, though, you harbored the desire to actually be the one in charge. I'm wondering how you saw yourself working your way up through. Can you openly express that kind of a desire, or do you have to sort of keep it to yourself and look for opportunities to advance? Um, yeah, it's uh, the way that. Japan system is set up, uh, he told everybody he wanted to become a director, which is okay. But if you keep telling them you want to become a director, they get it, you know, they don't like it that much. And so the timing had to be there, and he just says, I want to become a director, then I just worked really hard to show him that he could keep up with everybody. With Mothra and uh, one, two and three, I was the chief uh, director on that. Yeah. But did you still have the passion for kaiju in your heart? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though he's the middleman for all of this, he wanted to go and touch Mothra. He, he liked to go and see the, 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 the shooting itself because he wanted to touch it. He was still the heart of the kaiju. He says, yeah, he wants to go touch it, and if he does touch it, he becomes young again, but then they say, don't touch it! <laughs> and so six years uh, between the Kaiju movies, there would be other Toho movies that would come into tech, so he would be there every day for six years straight, so that probably helped him a lot. And having been there for six years straight every day, uh, one day the producer came up and said, hey, you come here, would you like to do a Godzilla movie? Inside he was going, oh yeah, baby! And outside his was like, oh, that would be nice. <laughs> um, because you have to take this as being a very serious thing, uh, he can't say yes right away. And so he says, I'll, I'll get back to you in a week. And inside he's still going like this. And uh, he had to wait a week, and then a week came up and says, yes, I will do it. Wow. That would be the hardest week of all. Of <laughs>
when, when you answer right away, it makes you look cheap, basically. So yes, it was a very long week, but I didn't want to look cheap, so I went into weeks. There was another Godzilla movie made in the United States, and uh, that's what I あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
The question is, uh, the question is, uh, the first death, the first victim in Megagiris was rather, uh, you know, graphically or violently portrayed, which had not been typical in Godzilla movies. And uh, was that uh, Mr. Tezuka's idea, or why was that? Uh, uh, um, in making the movie, it really wasn't violent or anything because they did use any blood. True. And and they had the shoes there, and then it just happened. And so when it, the result turned out really good, like there had been blood or something like that, but in essence, it really wasn't that violent. And he thinks that it was very necessary for anybody to, if you want to take on Godzilla, you have to have uh, the inspiration, I guess. So he doesn't think it was too violent that she saw him die that way because it gave her the motivation to really get down and have to take out Godzilla. One of the reasons why I really like your movies, uh, especially Megagiris and, uh, I'm sorry, Mechagodzilla, is because the humans have such a personal connection to the kaiju. What, why did you think that was really important to include in your movies? <laughs> Um, many of the movies that he's seen up to date before he made his own, um, usually the special effects and the, uh, the, the, the kaiju and the people uh, really they're being stomped on or something else, but there's no real personal connection other than that. And so, yes, he thought it was very important. And so, a lot, most of his movies, and including Kawakita, probably didn't as much as he did. He wanted to have a real relationship between the people and the kaiju. Yeah. Thank you. I think we can take another one. What was your favorite console movie out of the ones you directed? S.O.S. <laughs> uh, because I wrote the story and I thought it was really good. Tomo <laughs> uh, said, as long as you have Mothra, uh, we'll, we'll let you do it. So. <laughs> There were five stories that actually came to him and he read them all and he didn't like any of them. And so he wrote his own. <laughs> uh, were these stories that were uh, commissioned by Toho, that they had writers that uh, they had asked to submit something? Yeah, he um, basically told me I'm asked five guys who understand Kaiju really well, who could write up a really good script, they thought that they had these five guys write them up and they brought it to him and he didn't like any of them. So by this time, Toho was listening to you. Uh, yes, uh, in fact, they said, they said very little after that. He says, whatever you want to do, go ahead, do it. Yeah. But there wasn't as many sales as I thought there should be for the <laughs> yeah, but I think that had more to do with the series trajectory itself than uh, than anything that uh, Tezuka said. That your movies are excellent, and we love them. Thank you very much. And that's our show. We want to thank G Fest for hosting such an awesome event. For more information, you can visit their website at www.g-fan.com. Like them on Facebook at facebook.com slash GodzillaFest and follow them on Twitter at gfest underscore gfan. Ranger Nation, 
Let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. Thanks. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Truckee B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. This has been another great presentation of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch more shows at foureyedradio.com.